All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of The Rebellion. I'm Tyson Smith. I'm going to be your host today. And today we have on an incredible lady, Annette. Um, one thing I want to say before you introduce yourself mm -hmm. is you give off the energy of an absolute, like, fucking girl boss. Thank and, you. And it's not just me who thinks that. So um, I want to tell you a quick story before you start. Um, I can't remember when it was, but I got the opportunity to speak at the uh, the Wholesale Sharks event. That's right. And my girlfriend was there. Mm -hmm. And after the event, she kept asking me questions about you. She, I don't Stop. think she talked to you or anything, but she was just like, who is that girl? She was like, she is like a bad bitch. Like, she was like, I can just tell from that girl's energy and her vibe and everything that she is just like a killer. Like, tell me about her. And I was like, I need to learn more about her. I like, you know, obviously we've done some deals and stuff together. Yeah. But that's why we're here. Um, Annette, um, please tell everybody a little bit about what you do. And uh, Well, we thank you so much for the introduction. That honestly means so much to me. And I, I think your your girlfriend is beautiful. She's, she's like a picture-perfect like model. She's just gorgeous. <laughs> so um, that means a lot coming from her. So please tell her my, my biggest thank yous. Um, but hi, everybody. My name is Annette. It is such an honor to be here. Uh, honestly, it's it's been crazy you know to even be invited to a podcast like this because you know I look up to your content and what you're doing in real estate it's all amazing so um I myself I'm, I'm doing real estate I run a disposition company Dispo Sharks I work with Wholesale Sharks another big investor here in Arizona uh moving deals selling deals getting them locked up I run big events um I kind of wear a lot of hats so that's yeah. just the tip of the iceberg really so can you get, give the listeners an idea like how many do you know how many deals you guys are like doing on average or every single year because mm -hmm. i know it's a lot so honestly it really just fluctuates you know yeah. we have good months we have um you know i would say decent months but we're doing anywhere from one to two deals a week so i guess it just averages there um but you know sometimes especially in the current circumstances we have been dry i guess you could say you know maybe one or two weeks will pass and we're like hey what's going on or we'll have a deal we'll lock up and then um it falls off yeah. so I'm, I'm sure you know how that goes but i say we are pretty steady we have um a lot of end buyers that are just consistently on a weekly basis yeah mm -hmm. so one thing i want to tell you that i've noticed from doing business with you mm -hmm because we've done some deals together, yeah. it's that out of every single person, because I've worked with a lot of different like disposition companies here, and some I like more than others, one thing about you is that you are the most on top of the shit person <laughs> of all time. Like, if Thank I you. don't get back or you don't know something's going on, like, you're going to blow me up, and you're going to be like, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? Yeah. And I love that, because yeah. I feel like so many people are complacent, and they wait for mm -hmm. things to happen, where uh, you're, a, you're a hammer. You're like, no, no, no we're going to make this happen. Yeah, you know what? I think it's necessary in this business. I think if you let a minute pass and fall short, a deal's gone. Or mm -hmm. if you let a minute pass, fall short, um, you know, somebody is one step ahead of you. So I, I kind of learned the hard way, really, in the beginning stages of my real estate career. You know, if you're timid and shy and you're holding back, you are going to be left behind. And you're going to miss the opportunity to make some money. Nobody's going to make it for you. So if you're not on top of it or one step ahead of all your competitors or anybody that is also in this game you are going to fall short absolutely mm -hmm. and i love how you said like you you know you don't move fast enough you can lose a deal and in oh, our yeah. industry that's that's a very big thing like a deal is not a couple thousand dollars like yeah. we're talking tens of thousands of dollars that 100%. just got yanked out of your bank account even though it wasn't there yet yeah so it feels like well yeah because you imagine it right you're like it's cooking and then mm -hmm. you get a signature and then you're texting and then you know something happens and it just boom it's gone yeah so i mean there's been so many times that i've been at the gym or i've been at the grocery store and i got something cooking and I run, I run to my car, I get my laptop, and I make it happen. You know, yeah. I'm on a call or I'm answering a text or something because that's what's necessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that's what's going to set you apart is yeah. that you are willing to do that. That's mm -hmm. something that I'll say to people, especially when they're coming into our company. It's like, look, we have times that we're here yeah. every single day, but the job continues outside of that where it's like if you want to be successful in this, you have to want it bad enough where it doesn't matter if you're hopping in the shower. You hear the phone ring, you need to jump out of there and see what's going on, see who's 100%. calling. 100%. It's like a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week thing. Oh, yeah. You know, even even on the weekends. Like, I don't even I don't even know when it's a weekend anymore. Because yeah. it's like the days just continue, the business continues, and you're always wanting to be better and do better. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, is I love that it's like that because I, I love doing it. Like, yeah. you know, I love being a part of this business, and for me, it's fun. Where, you know, there's some people, like, I get asked a lot. They're like, Tyson, like, how, how many hours a week do you work? I was like, I have no idea. I don't track that. <laughs> All I'm doing is just living life. 
Yeah. Like, it's not like I come in and at the end of the week I get a time sheet that's like, you spent this amount of time. No, no literally. It's like from when I wake up, if my phone is on me, I'm at work, you know? 100%. Yeah. The, the clock doesn't stop for, for real estate, especially for wholesale. Yeah. I feel like that's a whole other different clock because it's just like it's all the time, 24-7. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it moves fast. It does so fast. So how did you get into real estate? My gosh, so we were talking a little bit off camera because I was, I was telling you that um, my story is is a little crazy. Uh, how I got into real estate? So initially, I I have no history of real estate. Um, my family's not in real estate. I don't really even know friends that are in real estate. Uh, I was actually a flight attendant before um, the opportunity to be introduced into real estate. I was a flight attendant for American Airlines, and I did that for two years. And it was when COVID hit that everything changed for. A lot of people, not just mm-hmm. myself, right? So I, I figured that, you know, I needed a plan B, something that was going to sustain me um, financially. Is it going to make me happy? You know, is it still going towards my goals of being financially free? Um, and, you know, the opportunity to travel and have a little bit of freedom. So I was like, the next best thing is going to be real estate. I read a lot of books and I, you know, watched a lot of podcasts and videos of people and, and people that reached a certain level of financial freedom all tied to real estate so I was like okay this is my route this is where I need to go and you know COVID happened and everything I get furloughed from my job I don't have freaking I don't have a job I'm trying to figure out what the heck I'm gonna do it totally turns 360 on me and I meet a local investor here in Arizona Ramon um, he's the owner of Wholesale Sharks. You the know Ramon goat. well. The goat. <laughs> the Mexican goat. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, him and I, we connected, um, you know, personally. And, and like, we just had... How, how'd you meet Ramon? So I met him through Instagram. Okay. So I, I literally, when I was, like, out of a job, I was, like, rock bottom. I was like, what the heck am I going to do? You know, what the heck am I going to do? I need to find something quick. So I was like, the best, the best thing to do is going to be to connect with somebody that's already doing it. So here in Arizona, I didn't know anybody, like not from here. Um, Instagram. I was like, okay, real estate, hashtag real estate. I think I literally put that in Instagram. And one of Ramon's videos popped up. So I go and I see all his videos and I was like, oh my God, he's like, his story is so relatable to where I come from, where I, how I grew up, um, you know, what he's doing and what his goals are and, and how he views things. I was like, I can relate to this person a lot. So I reached out to him, you know, told him a little bit about my story and, hey, I'm kind of willing to learn. And, you know, uh, I have a lot of experience other than, you know, my flight attendant career. I have a lot of experience in management. Um, I did go to school for uh, accounting and things like that. Background stuff that I'm like, hey, I, you utilize me as a utility and see how um, I could be of value to you. So I go to his office and um, he offers me the job on the spot. And right. I decline it. What do you mean? I decline it. I So as soon as I leave his office, I get an email from the airlines. They're like, hey, you could come back starting next week. We have a, the position open for you again. No way. I did. So I got this opportunity of a lifetime with one of the biggest investors here right on the spot. And I ended up calling him the next day. I was like, hey, Ramon, hey, I'm going to be honest, like, my the job of my dreams called me back to fly. Like, I'm going to take it. You know, I really appreciate the opportunity, but it's just not going to work out maybe um, maybe in the future. Or I don't know. I remember I don't really remember what I said, but I was like, hey, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go this route. You turned him down. I did. I did. Okay, yeah. and then what happened? <laughs> so I fly for an additional, I fly again for maybe six more months. And um, it was it was shitty, like, horrible you know this is like the post covid no this is in the midst of covid so it's still going on right yeah so i mean flights are getting canceled there was so many times where i was sleeping on the floor of airports um they didn't provide hotels they didn't provide food my schedule is all over the place i was working 15 hours a day to get paid maybe eight hours so i was being overworked it was like horrible i was falling into a place mentally where i was like this is tragic i'm like what was once my dream job has turned into a nightmare Mm -hmm. and so i was like you know what i can't do this anymore i ended up getting furloughed again so i was like gosh this is horrible well i ended up connecting with ramon again but totally not um like real estate related i saw him post on instagram about having tickets to the finals of the suns like the suns finals last year or something like that or two years ago now and uh 
he was selling, he got stuck in Hawaii, something crazy, and he was selling the tickets. And I was like, hey, I love the tickets. Like, I love the Suns. I'm a big Suns fan. Gives me tickets, and then he's like, hey, you know, how's the job going and everything like that? I know you really like it. I'm like, you know what? I got freaking furloughed again. Like, this is horrible. And he's like, hey, well, we just had, uh, like, a position open. You know, you're welcome to come check it out, see if it's something that is going to be a fit for you. And I knew at that moment that that was an opportunity and a door open for me um, to kind of escape this, like, harsh reality that I was living because mm-hmm. I wanted to hold on so bad. It was, like, something that I really had a passion for was to travel and be spontaneous and, and do the whole flight attendant gig. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I had to let it go. And um, it was pretty sad, honestly. It, it kind of sucked to, like, let that go. Because you work really hard for it. It took me maybe, I think, over a year to get hired. Really? Mm-hmm. It's very strenuous. Like, you have yeah. to go through a six-week training. But you go through a series of, like, uh, interviews that it's like, I, I read a statistic that it's, like, just as hard to get into an airline as it is to get to Harvard. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go through all of this this rigorous training and this hiring process. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it was really good and then covid just ruined all of that and made it really shitty Mm -hmm. so then you speak with ramon again you have another opportunity with him but you know that basically if you're gonna you know jump onto that ship that this one's gone yeah it's like no more what like what was the deciding factor like how why why were you like okay i'm willing to do that is it you know what it was my last paycheck at the airlines and i quote you i literally could show you the adp like statement $270 so I was like is is this outweighing like my passion my st- sustainability like is this really worth it and granted it was that much because it was COVID and I was being furloughed and you know all this stuff was going on it wasn't normally like that but that's the route and the direction it was going I was like this is gonna be my paycheck this is kind of like the situation that it is I'm like this is the determining factor I'm like first off I'm not even happy anymore. Yeah. What was once like my biggest passion and I was excited to wake up every day. It was a freaking nightmare. I was like sleep deprived. I was freaking depressed. I wasn't working out. So I was like gaining weight. Like it was just everything negative you could have imagined dawned upon me for this um, this uh, career, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in the airlines. And so that was really the determining factor. I was like, you know what? I'm not even making money. I can't even like provide for myself. I'm not happy. So it checks all the bark, all the boxes of like, whether or not I should, you know, continue it or not. Right. So I was like, no, this this has got, I have to make a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that people get stuck in, like, situations, like what you're talking about, where they're like, whether it's something, like, where you had the passion and, you know, you loved doing what you did. Yeah. But things change, circumstances change, and all of a sudden you found that your reality is not what you wanted. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So what like do you have any advice that you could give to somebody? Because I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, they're interested in real estate. They want to get into it, but like they're afraid to like make that jump and like leave all of this stuff behind, even though it's not the reality that they want for themselves. Yeah. Do you have any advice for somebody that, you know, might be thinking that same sort of thing? Honestly, most definitely. So what I've learned throughout my growth and, you know, having these experiences is like, we get so comfortable and conditioned to think that there's only one way and that if you meet this goal, you have to stick to it. But things change, circumstances change. Um, Sometimes there's the inevitables like, you know, COVID, who the heck knew that that was gonna happen? Nobody, I was like at my peak, I was so happy. Like I was like, oh my God, I got my career I wanted, like I'm gonna live my best life. But shit happens, really. And Mm -hmm. I think we have to turn off this conditioned mindset. And for anybody that is kind of in that position right now where they're like, God, like I'm in the job that I work so hard for. But honestly, I wake up and I'm not really that happy. Well, you have to go back. And this is the advice I could give. You have to go back to what your core goal is. And that is, is it going to be to be financially free? Is it going to be to wake up happy every day? Um, because you could choose either or, you know, like maybe you're not making as much money, but you wake up happy every day. If that's what works for you, then stick to it. But if it's not, if the circumstances have changed, you know, then that is going to be your determining factor to take a leap of faith. Yeah. You know, and so that's really what it was for me. I had to take a leap of faith because both of those determining factors switched 360 on me. You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm not happy or I'm not making money. So this dream job that I thought that 
that I had is it it's not it anymore. I right. have to search for the next big one. Well, and I, I love the point you make where it's like, like you got to get rid of this conditional mindset that you must follow things a certain way mm -hmm. because life is not a predestined path. Like, yeah. like you, it's not like there's just like a one size fits all. Like this is what's going to happen. And it's going to all go according to plan. Right. There's a million books that talk like exactly about that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like you got to be willing to just sort of like roll with the punches. And it reminds me of this, uh, this story, um, the actor, uh, I can't remember John or Joe Bernthal, something he, he's, he has this podcast and he's talking about this book written by like the Russian version of Shakespeare. Yeah. So it's, it's this big, like prolific Russian writer and it's called the seagull. And in the book, uh, there's this guy and he like, his dream is this girl. Like he just like loves this girl. And they, it constantly has this like allegory of seagulls and like all of these different people in the book, they all have some dream they're chasing and it keeps relating back to seagulls. And I think, like, the point of the book is that, like, your dreams are like a seagull. Like, you can really only, like, see it. Yeah. And, um, you know, you never really know where it's going to go. Like, it might, you know, come over and say, oh, now we're going over here. I got to yeah. go this way to look at the seagull. But once you actually, like, get it. So, like, in the, in the book, the main character, like, ends up killing the seagull mm -hmm. and bringing it to, like, the chick that he loves. But, and, and John makes this, uh, this analysis. He's like, in order to, like like catch the seagull or catch your dream you gotta pervert it like you have to kill it and then that's the way he can like actually hold it in his hands and have it and give it to her wow but the point i really like is that seagulls are going all over the place so with your dream the shit is gonna change you know it mm. doesn't have to be the same just because you said you wanted to be an astronaut when you're eight years old you know if chasing being an astronaut led you to all of a sudden you learned about this other area of science then you start going this way but then during yeah. that you learned oh i actually really like sales now i'm going over here and that's just the journey of life is like you're just flowing along with it and like as doors close covid just took that door you had and like slammed it no literally and as that closed another one opened right with this opportunity with ramon yeah and and i think that you're able to follow that and see that all right this shit is closed because mm -hmm. it's not giving me the things i want so I'm a big believer, and I, I love that example, too. That's amazing. I definitely want to read that book. Um, I, I will say I tried to, but it's like, it's you know, like, no, 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 no. You know, like, Shakespeare is, like, weird to read, like, yeah. to the weird language. Mm -hmm. This guy is, like, a Russian author, and there's a bunch of, like, Russian, like, idioms and stuff. So you're like, what? Yeah, so I, I upon seeing this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the clip that I was talking about yeah. after this, but... Um, upon seeing it, I was like, oh, dude, I want to read that book. And so I, like, got it, and I did, like, the preview on books. Like, you can, like, preview mm -hmm. it. And I came through, and I was like, I can't understand a goddamn word. <laughs> I don't get what's going on. You're like, what? Yeah. But, okay, back to what you were saying. No, 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 yeah. I was, I was just going to say that, you know, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Always have. So, you know, there's a lot of emotion in, in the midst of these, like, happenings, right? But when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, my God, everything was a stepping stone to exactly where I needed to be. Yeah. So, um, you know, all the hardships and all the devastation and all the heartbreak has led me to this success, quote-unquote, of what I've experienced so far. I know that there's so much more out there for me, but, you know, this is probably the best position I've ever been in my whole life so yeah. far but i know i'm going greater places so Absolutely. it's just like um it's just incredible that you know anybody really could we could experience these things these big pivotal moments but it really is for a greater reason absolutely mm -hmm. so one thing i want to ask you is for people who are asking me hey I, i'm interested in what you do i yeah. want to get into it but i have no experience like, i don't have any sales experience i don't know anything about real estate but like, what you're doing looks cool. looks like something I'd enjoy. Yeah. One of the biggest things I'll tell them is go find somebody who's already doing it and work for them. Yeah. That is going to be the fast track to, like, learning the industry. Like, I was saying, like, if somebody comes into my office, like, and also I look for people who, like, don't have experience or anything like that because then yeah. they don't have any bad habits that I you need You, like, to, mold them. Yeah, exactly. I can, we can get them exactly the way that, you know, we know works in, in our process. Yeah. But they can come in, and then they can learn. They're going to learn real fast everything about this industry because they're going to get exposure to all of these different deals and they're going to see and it takes away a lot of like the uh, uncertainty that people will get in the beginning you know if if you're a beginner of this and you come in and all of a sudden it's like shit like i gotta sign my name on these contracts and then like what if i don't sell them and then like how do i know like what do people ask me questions and i right where well, there's all these things where if you just find somebody who's already doing it mm -hmm. 
you're going to be so much better off. Like all of that just goes away. And it's like, okay, we just follow this process. And from there we learn and then we can start tweaking, doing things our own way. And then maybe we go branch off and do our own thing. Right. But, um, so you, you, uh, took the chance with Ramon. How did that start? Like, cause you said you didn't have any real estate experience or anything like that. Like, did you just get, get thrown in and all of a sudden you're selling all the deals or like how, how did that transformation occur? Gosh, so it was crazy. Right. So I, I show up on the, at the office. Yeah. You know, I just left my, my dream job and I show up and I'm like, you know what? I don't know anything about real estate. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest, but one thing I do know how to do is, is to work. So yeah. I'm a hard freaking worker. I always have been, I've been working since I was like 15. Um, even before then I was like a nanny yeah. for like little kids. Right. But you know, I'm a hard worker and I'm, I'm really easy at learning new skills. So you show me how to do something, you give an example, then I could apply it and learn it. And so Ramon, it was so funny. I, it was when we were at our downtown office. Um, for the first few days, I, I show up and I'm just like trying to see what it is that they do. I'm trying to like learn what is their operations, how do they, you know, what is it that they do on a day-to-day basis and how can I kind of fit myself in to be a utility or be a value. And when I first get there, I don't even remember what I did. I think I really just watched, right? So I was watching Rodrigo like on the calls mm-hmm. and when I first started, this was a peak of where, you know, deals were, it was like multiple ones a day. Like everybody, at, we, we would sit at a big circle table and we still do till this day. Um, and everybody's just like, oh, you're getting an assignment for this? Okay, I need the assignment for this, assignment for this. And I'm like, okay, what is an assignment? So I'm like, shit, I don't know anything. I'm like, I do not know anything. So I'm like writing down vocabulary words. And I did that for a little bit until I started kind of getting the gist of like, okay, this is like the most basic process. And... The first thing that Ramon actually had me do was start calling people. And it was the buyers that we were um, already working with just so that they can know who I was mm-hmm. and um, who like the team that I was a part of. So Ramon is like, hey, I have a list of buyers um, that you probably should get in contact with because eventually you're going to be working with them. So it's going to be good for them to know your name. Yeah. And also, you know, start connecting with the people that we work with. So it was like other wholesalers. Um other big investors here, so people like Keegley, uh, Jamil Damji, uh, Templeton Walker, he's amazing. Um, just like the bigger names, the bigger well-known investors here, they're like, hey, just reach out to them. Let them know who you are. So that was the biggest thing for me. Um, right off the bat, I probably spent the majority of my time with Ramon when I first started just having people know who I am. So yeah. I was going to literally every real estate event that was going on, like like if there was like three that week, I was I was there. So it was really just building the relationships. And yeah. I feel like that's so corny to say. Well no, but it, it's it's absolutely what needs to happen. And the thing I'm yeah. thinking of, because you got you got my wheels turning. The way that we expose people to this is we just get them on the phone with sellers. We just put yeah. our nastiest, we give them our, our nastiest, coldest leads. It's like call these people <laughs> And just have conversations about just the house. Just to get them seasoned. Yeah, yeah, right? But I think that probably a much better way is to, because well, number one is that's going to get you comfortable on the phone. It's going to get you comfortable, like, building relationships, which you still need to do yeah. with the sellers. But you're, it's going to be a much more receptive person when you're talking to a buyer. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, like, I want to provide value to you. I'm trying to make you some money. I want to sell you some deals. Yeah, well, what I learned, like, continuing on that is it's easy to get a deal. Yeah. It's so easy to get a deal. There's a million deals everywhere. But it's like, are you building the are you gonna be that person that is gonna sell it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's there's just so many deals out there that it's like you have to really stand out and be the person that is gonna take that deal to someone that actually wants to buy it. So I don't know if I really gave an example of that correctly, but I just feel like and Ramon really made me understand that that's the m- more important side. Yeah. You know, so it's like having people know who you are, the value you bring, and the trustworthiness in the relationship that anytime a deal ever comes, they're going to think of you first. Right. So, um, you know, I really tried my hardest in, in the most genuine in most genuine way, too, is to build these relationships where if anybody thinks of a dispo, they're going to think of a net. Yeah. You know, if anybody thinks of a new deal, they're going to think of a net or um just that relationship and connection there yeah so so i think that um 
if uh, if people wanted to be able to do that, I think step number one is when you're when you're talking to these buyers and you're building that relationship and you're saying, hey, this is who I am, mm -hmm. is also getting information from them of like what exactly are you looking for? Yeah. Right. Like if you're a home buyer, like tell me about the house you want, the deal you want to see, yeah. so that I can go find it for you. And that's something that I feel like you've built is I know if I get a deal in Arizona, it's like Annette is going to know, like she knows exactly, she knows that this guy is buying three two houses or three twos that are in, you know, this year built. Like that's exactly his bread and butter. That's his area. He'll buy this deal. Yeah. Right. And it's being able to just play matchmaker. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I tell people is like if you have absolutely zero dollars and you want to get started wholesaling, here's one thing you can do. You need to find all of the big real estate investors, the big flippers. Yeah. And you can do this by doing exactly what you did, going to the real estate meetups. They're all there. They're, they want to buy deals. They want to, <laughs> yeah. th they're looking to meet people like yourself exactly. who are coming to bring them deals. Mm -hmm. So go up to them, figure out exactly what they want, right? And do that for a month and go meet all of them and go figure out everything they need, everything they want. Yeah. And then you're going to meet all the wholesalers, which you can do in tandem while you're meeting the buyers. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to say, look, I'm, I'm, meeting all the I'm meeting all the buyers. Like, I, I know who's buying these deals. I know exactly what they're looking for. Send me your deals, and maybe I can help you sell them. Mm -hmm. And then you can come through, and with absolutely zero dollars, just by having relationships, you're connecting buyers and sellers right here, and you get paid in the middle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so easy. And I, I, well, it's really not, okay? I, I hate to say that because I don't want people to be influenced with the fact that, like, it is easy. It's really not. It's going to take some effort, and it's going to take some time. Right. So effort and time is the biggest thing, especially when you don't have money going in, you know? If you want to start your own operation or, you know, if you're starting underneath somebody, you're going to have to put a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it has to be genuine, you know? Like, it has to be genuine where it's not forced or um, you're not putting on a show or act like you're genuinely trying to meet these people and building a relationship and rapport. And then, you know, that's how you build the the connection to do business and make business yeah. happen. But you're absolutely right. Look, here's the thing is it is easy. People overcomplicate this thing. We're selling, think? we're selling a piece of paper, but what <laughs> it's not is, is it's not, or no, it's simple. There the you whole go. process like is simple. It is simple. But the, the hard part is doing the work, like yes. actually showing up to that event, getting yourself to go there, stepping outside your comfort zone and walking up to somebody that you don't know, that, yeah. you know, and just being like, hey, here's what I'm doing. Like not being afraid if you're fucking up or anything and just like, how can I help this person? Yeah. Well, honestly, even still till this day, I mean, I have a background of hospitality. Like I was a flight attendant where I'm seeing where I was seeing people, hundreds of people, different faces a day or, you know, personalities and stuff. But still till this day, especially in real estate. I get shy or I get like a little timid and oh, yeah. or like I'm not very social that day or whatever. So you have to, you know, put that aside and continue um, the effort and, yeah. and all that to make it happen because there's always somebody new and, you know, they all want to talk to you and they all want to learn. So it's like putting that aside and, and continuing the relationship yeah. and rapport is what's going to take this business further. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like would you say you're an extrovert? To a point. Yeah. I am because like – I'm like a extroverted in introvert. Yeah. 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 Well, here's my thing is I feel like I'm very extroverted. Like yeah. I, I like going and talking to people and doing all this stuff. But even at these events, I'll find myself. I walk into a room. I'm completely alone. I don't bring any of my team with me or anything. I come in and it can be like intimidating. Like I don't 100%. like, you know, it's it feels easy to go stand there in the corner and, and, and be on your phone, whatever. But one thing that I found helpful is that I'm just going to make a point that every single person I see, I'm just going to at least go introduce myself. And That's whether good. it leads to anything or not, here's all you got to do. You got to you gotta walk up to somebody, look them dead in the eye, shake their hand, say your name, ask their name, and then ask them what they do. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And just yeah. set the bar there for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's networking one-on-one. You do that and watch the conversations you have. And then just listen. Yeah. And I'll, we actually made a video about this yesterday. Uh, Jonathan over here, he's reading uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You ever read that oh, book? I love that. Yeah. I love that book. That's, I, I read it in audiobook. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. so look, uh, something also he put me on that I want to try. Is he's saying that he reads the book while also listening to it on audio. That's amazing. Well, I feel like that's like doubling down. Like if you really want to learn and like absorb a book, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really good way to get yeah, after it. Because you you're, you're getting two learning experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's two different methods that mm -hmm. your brain can come back and recall things yeah. to. But the point that it, there was one of the one of the points in the book that he really liked was it was talking about uh, if you want to be interesting, just be super interested. And what that means That's is good. when you're talking to somebody, 
Like, if, if me and you are having a conversation and, and that you're just like, holy shit, like, Tyson, that's so cool. Like, you do that. How do you do this? Like, and you're just asking me all these questions about myself. I'm going to be like, yo, Annette is the shit. Like, I love Annette. Like, she was, like, so interested in all the stuff I do. And even though, like, you won't realize that that's why you like that person, it will click. Yeah. So go up. And, and here's the thing is, is if you're interested in getting into all of this, you are just going to be naturally interested in hearing about these people. That is true. And guess what? People want to, to talk about their accomplishments and the shit they're doing. So go ask him, like, what's the biggest flip you've ever done? Tell me about it. How much you spent on the rehab? How much money did you make? What's the worst? You know, just like, yeah, like, just ask him the shit you're interested in. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I think that's the easiest way to connect is asking people about themselves. Because yeah. like you said, it's one-on-one psychology. It's like people love talking about themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And it also, it's, it's going to go back to that point of being genuine. They genuinely want to know about this person. Yes. And they're going to tell you about what they like and what they're doing. And then that's going to lead into business questions. But if you're going up to somebody and be like, hey, can I buy a deal from you? Can I sell a deal? They're going to shut you off. Absolutely. Because it's just like a turnoff. Like, it it, yeah, it's just all you want to do is take. Exactly. You know? So that's a that's a big thing I learned in this whole real estate game. You know, yeah. you're going to you have to give a lot before you could take anything. You know what? I'm thinking that this is a litmus test right here for whether this is actually the right industry from you for you and it's that if going to a type of event like this we're going to be around other real estate professionals if you're not mm -hmm. genuinely interested in what the hell they're doing or what they have to say then this probably isn't for you yeah i think that's a good point but because i love what you're saying about being genuine because mm -hmm. i can tell when people like come up to me and like all they want is just some shit from me like they don't care like they want you know one of my deals to sell or they whatever it is they want to sell me a deal and that's all they're thinking about is like the money i can provide for them rather than anything else it's like bro turn I, off. No. I feel like you know to a point a lot of these people haven't reached a level of consciousness where they even realize that yeah you know they're not conscious enough to realize that they're being ingenuine or they're being um you know kind of like uh pushy you yeah. know what i mean like they're just so set on their goal that they're going to do whatever they can in that moment and take advantage of the situation right yeah. but to us people that understand that level of consciousness they're then we get like, what the heck is that? You know, yeah. like that was weird. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Well, I, you're, I mean, now I love what we're talking about here. We're talking about different levels of consciousness. I love that. I love where we're going with that. Yeah. Like, I can, and you, you got to have the high level of consciousness even to be realizing that, you know, that that's why these people are operating at that level. Mm -hmm. Something that, so I've been going on this like a very intense um, for the past like almost, oh shit, I don't know, maybe seven or eight months of like, personal development journey i love that That's and awesome. and i've been like i said i was doing it for like a lot longer than that but i was like these last eight months have been like the real deal of like me every single day looking myself in the mirror and deciding where i'm fucking up and where i need to start leveling up that's huge well it is but yeah. I, you know i had to make the conscious decision that i was i was gonna jump two feet into doing that i wasn't gonna half-ass it and so part of that I'm constantly looking at, at, at where my where my consciousness is at, what I'm thinking about, where my thoughts are, and, like, eliminating any kind of bad behaviors. Like, thinking about, like, even we're talking about this, and I'm talking about people who are coming up to me, and, and if they're asking me for something or anything like that, and I'm just Im immediately dismissing them or writing them off. Like, bro, that's, that's annoying. Where I shouldn't be doing that. I need to get rid of that. Yeah. You know? Well, that then that's where, like, the ego plays in part, right? And yeah. then that, that's another conversation is, like, understanding our ego and our genuality and, like, our consciousness all plays a part in how we interact with other individuals. Yeah. So, and then that could really make or break our growth in business and self-development. It's, like, a constant battle. Where, where, where did you learn about all of these things? So, honestly, my entire life has been, you know, me developing and understanding like personal growth and like so I have always been in a survival mindset I've, I've always been I've been on my own since I was 13 but that's a whole other different story right so really? I have yeah I've, I grew up and had to grow up extremely fast um, I got in a lot of trouble at a very young age you know uh, experienced I always say that like internally I always say I'm like I've always I've lived nine lives already like it, feel, it feels like that you know but now at this point because i've had those experiences so young i feel like i have developed a maturity and understanding of the higher levels of consciousness yeah. you know and um always wanting better and, and a lot of it ties to um i would say my faith and yeah. also uh putting the effort in in self-development strategies like i read a lot yeah. i love reading i think it's cool what are, what are your top three books so um, my top three books would be Be Here Now by Eckhart Tolle. Be Here Now mm -hmm. by 
Eckhart Tolle? Eckhart Tolle. Okay. So that book absolutely changed my life. I literally have the quote written, like, tattooed on my back. Like, um, that opened a level of consciousness for me that I never understood because when somebody grows up in adversity, adversity right, and, and experiences trauma at a very young age, our minds, our brains literally close. Like, they, they shield out of, like, uh, security and um, protection. Like, it naturally, our brains will will have like a shield over it it's like a certain like stem yeah. cell or whatever but it's literally R- science makes sense yeah it's literally science so when you experience trauma at a young age our, our brain does like this weird thing so this book helped me understand that okay because like when you experience something traumatic you automatically close off you know how everybody says oh i put up a wall or i do this and mm-hmm. I, I don't trust anymore right so that's our our actual science within our bodies that that does it naturally right to protect us but this book helps you break those walls and understand like okay you go through this trauma but you are like your consciousness is still there and there's a way to break through it so that you could continue to grow you don't have to stay at this level you experience this but you could break through and continue your growth so that freaking book i recommend it to everybody i think every podcast i've ever had myself you know because i do my podcast too you've been on it um, I talk about that book. Uh, I On Shireen Dora's podcast, I talk about that book. So any opportunity for anybody that is wanting to grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, um, Be Here Now by Eckhart Tolle uh, is amazing. Okay. I'm yeah. going to check that out for sure. You should. Yeah, it's amazing. Because that, that's some really interesting stuff. I love when people are able to tie in it, some of these concepts that might be a little bit more... Um, like subjective, mm-hmm. like, you know, things like spirituality and, and things of that nature into a, like, a, you know, some sort of scientific basis of what you're talking about, the way, like, your brain will be like a turtle in a shell. No, literally, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's really cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Be Here Now by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. And when yeah. I do, I'm going to I'm gonna text you about it. I'm oh going to say, here's what I think. Yes, I love that stuff. It makes me so excited because it's like you share something and then somebody else has their own experience yeah. and the perception of it. So, yeah, it's cool. Dude, that's my favorite thing. You know what? You know what I think I need to do? I need to get in a book club. Because <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, That's maybe. my favorite thing to do. You know, you know yeah. what people do nowadays? They watch the same TV shows and they all talk about it. Where <sighs> books are way better. Like when it really, when you really get down to it, because it's like I, I feel like you have more of a possibility to, to like change your life from reading a book. And then I want to talk to other people. Like for instance, uh, Templeton Walker had me read this book called As Man Thinketh, and it's it's like written in like. Um, I think like the early 1900s. Yeah. And this dude, I can't even remember the name of the author, is like saying some, it's, it's basically about how your thoughts will basically control your life. Like if you can control what you think about, then you're going to have everything you want. But you are not your thoughts. Yes. Well, that too, which also another thing that I was talking with him is, and I want to talk about this analogy that I saw from mm-hmm. TikTok. There was this guy who was talking about it. It's like, you are not your thoughts. People used to think that everything you like came up here came from you. Yeah, but, but it's not. It's not what it is. It's, it's crazy. So the analogy the guy said is it's like you got to think about it like different radio stations, right? Mm-hmm. So you have all these different radio stations and your brain will just like tune into some of them. But you need to realize is that these are all just kind of coming through and you're in the middle of it. And you're just kind of like seeing you're it. observing you it. You're yeah, experiencing it. Yes. You didn't come up with that. And, no. and you know what? Sometimes you're going to tune into a shitty station. Naturally, I mean, naturally, as humans, we always we always tend to navigate towards the negative or towards the, the bad. So it's just about rewiring and understanding and having, again, that level of consciousness to literally sit back within your thought and observe the both the good thoughts and the bad thoughts. Like you said, the different radio stations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that that takes time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, and, and this is one of the biggest things is like on this um, this this journey of personal development that I've been going on. It all started physically. Like it all started like I need to eliminate some of these habits that are that are wrecking me physically so yeah. that I can be the person that I need to be. But it's so fast. It's developed into exactly what we're talking about now. It's all internally. I'm thinking about my thoughts and my spirituality and things, and I'm leveling up in that nature. Yeah. And that is feeling way more substantial than any kind of physical gains I've made. Oh, 100%. I think that's amazing, too. Congrats, like, on your journey with all your fitness stuff it's it's been awesome to see so yeah congrats on that well i appreciate you yeah. thank you yeah thank you. I'm, I'm also big in the gym so i know how hard it is to meet those goals yeah it's freaking a lot of like discipline it is it is hard and you have to it's you have to almost rewire your brain and and build these different habits your life completely changes well like you said it's like we could show up in the gym but if we're mentally not 
not there, we're mm-hmm. not going to perform. Nope. You know, so y- you could show up every single day but not make any progress at all. Yep. And it, it really ties back into where your mental state is and emotionally as well. I yeah. feel like that plays a big part. So one thing that, like, I've, I've been able to help people with is, is people ask me questions about, like, working out and different things. And I'm able to help a lot of them. But I'm really only able to help men. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how to answer. Like, girls will ask me, they'll be like, well, what, what would you recommend for nutrition and lifting? And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if it's different. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can speak to my experience with other dudes. Well, it's good I'm you're dude, honest. There are a lot of people well, who just be like, oh, just eat, like, chicken and rice. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, you're obviously like super fit. You're killing in the gym. Thank you. Talk to me about how you got into that, where you learned, and what advice you can give somebody else, especially like a female listening to this. But also, um, between me and you, and I guess everybody else watching right now, my audience is like ninety percent dudes. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, not. Well, I hope I hope this reaches the the ten percent of women that are watching as well. But um, so honestly. So I've been working out for the longest of time, mm-hmm. like longest, and it, it always tied back to me um, trying to find something that would keep me out of trouble. Yeah. To be honest, because I I started working out maybe when I was like in high school, but never took it serious. It was just something that was like an extracurriculum to like, hey, keep me off the streets or like keep me from from getting tied into the wrong crowd or things like that, right? But then I started to realize like more of the benefits that it had, and that was you know for your mental health. Um, emotional health you know when you when you look good you feel good Mm -hmm. and I'm a really big believer of that like when you get up every day and you dress up and you put your makeup on and you get your hair done you are going to perform three times better than what you would if you're running 10 minutes late and you roll out of bed and your breath stinks Mm -hmm. like you're just not going to freaking perform well so that all plays into part with the gym right so if you're putting in that effort you know maybe it's just a few few days a week you're gonna perform and you're gonna be better three times than you would if you're not doing at least the minimum. Yeah. So um, I've been con- honestly on and off the gym. I did a little bit of the competing stuff when I was younger. So really? Yeah, I competed in bikini bodybuilding um, just one year, but I totally hated it. It's, yeah. uh, it was mentally draining. I probably didn't have the best coach, but... Um, well, what about it was draining? Was it like the nutrition or was it like the posing and constantly like criticizing yourself like what about it didn't you really like well i think you you hit all three points so it was like the nutrition and then the criticism and then you start it's just like you start having these expectations these gnarly expectations of like um things that are not sustainable like you want to look a certain way all year round Mm -hmm. and it's just not possible it's not humanly healthy like it's not healthy so um I forgot where we're, I forgot where we were well, going. Well, that's interesting. I mean, because the the thing is, is I've thought about like competing. Just mm-hmm. and here's strictly is if I ever do do a show, the reason why it's strictly for the Instagram optics is I want to show, <laughs> hey, like we're building this business in the same time. I'm also like competing at the highest it's level over here. It's not easy. But no, it is not. No. Like I'm I'm uh, I, I work with a nutritionist and nice. he like does like you know he'll help people prep for shows and things like mm-hmm. that. But that's not why I'm doing. It. I'm just doing it because one I. I'm on camera a lot and like doing like social media and stuff. And when you're doing that, you start to be like, oh shit, like I probably need to you know, fucking. Well, you, you notice like the, the imperfections within yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. But um, I think that, I think that that's really interesting. Also one that you like recognized, you're like, and another thing is people will get this goal. They're like, I want to do this. But then if you start to realize that you hate it and it's unhealthy and you don't like it and it's not serving you, mm-hmm bounce you're out of here exactly i mean it's all about choices right and how you want to navigate things i think with working out especially when you want to be your most optimum self is it plays a huge part in your development so when you're working out and you're feeling good you're going to level up to eventually where you want to be it all really ties apart it really is going to take you there yeah i could promise you if you're not into working out you don't have to be a bodybuilder in the gym but like run on the treadmill or like do whatever you're most comfortable with i promise you like it it really accelerates your goals it just does absolutely it's like the endorphins that it uh, produces here's the thing is people get sold on the dream they're like i want to look like a certain way and that's Mm -hmm. why they get into it but that's not the reason they stay the yeah. reason why they stay with these habits is because exactly what you're talking about. It's all these other ancillary benefits, the things of the endorphins, post-workout, how good you feel. Yeah. You start to have increased energy throughout the day. You're able to become the person you need to be. Mm-hmm. 
And the biggest thing is when you look good, you do feel good. I'm a big believer of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like track it within myself because I have like a planner and I'm like, I didn't work out the day. I felt like shit that day. Yeah. Or I was like in a mood at work or like, you know, just little things. I'm like, man, it's because I didn't work out. Yeah. And, you know, for anybody that's watching, I'm not saying, you know, be a freaking bodybuilder in the gym, but make that effort and that commitment to yourself to to at least just give a little bit of focus to your health, mm -hmm. it's going to help you in all aspects of life. It really is. I believe it all starts there. Everything. With yeah. anything you want to do, it starts with you improving yourself physically. And your fitness physically. and your health. It is, mm -hmm. yeah. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. I love saying that. Like I will say, it. no, for any dudes watching this, you do need to be a bodybuilder. Oh it God. is your responsibility <laughs> to become jacked and strong. That's jacked about being a man. Yeah, that's funny. But that. for girls, no, I, I disagree. I don't think to... <laughs> no. <laughs> Just look good. You're gonna feel good. Yeah. Well, I, I say like all the time. Like you can take like, like I can take a kid, pull him off the street. I'm gonna put him in a ten thousand dollars suit, give him a nice ass watch, put him in some like you know Gucci loafers. He is going to be a different person than he was before. It's all mental. It is, and and that's the thing is, it doesn't actually matter. It's not like it's you didn't change anything but it's just the way you felt mm -hmm. now that's because i'm talking about like you know putting him in some like some nice shit and that gives him that status yeah. and that's one level of it the next level is when you actually transform yourself and it's like it's coming from inside who you really are yeah then you're just even more of a badass like you mm -hmm. become a different person like you will you you'll, you'll build better relationships people are gonna like you more like yeah. everything it's just it's it's life-changing everybody has to do it I I, it's non-negotiable like everybody that is like in my office like i don't know if you we're know, all hit in the gym oh we're all in the gym <laughs> everybody's on meal prep like yeah. like that's who we are because we know that hey because i surround myself with people who want to be the best version of, of themselves and every single person the best version of themselves includes being fit and healthy no i love that and i honestly i couldn't agree more i think that that is a huge important aspect of if you're wanting to reach a certain level if you're wanting to be at your best self um, you need to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. So, and spiritually, that's a huge one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's what I'm learning. And mm -hmm. so, like, like I'll be honest with you, like, I didn't grow up, like, with any type of, like, organized religion or spirituality at all. Really? And, and so it, it's something that I've been learning, like, through this, this journey of mine is, like I'm saying, is it started here, but now I'm tapping in up here and, and spiritually and all of that, mm -hmm. is it's really interesting kind of finding where I fall in all of that. And I can feel myself like leveling up more as i start to embrace more of that yeah like it that's it, it starts i mean again it starts with the fitness and then you start to see all these other things like i would not be where i am and and kind of like you know discovering my spirituality and all of these things if it didn't start over here no. I, I would still be doing the same shit and imagine like the next levels and the next levels after right. that it's like yeah you level up it's freaking exciting that that is what's exciting mm -hmm. is that there always is a different thing like yeah. that you can keep going you keep getting better that's why i'm so i'm jazzed up about life all the time because that's i just awesome. know how much dope shit there is out there and like i don't even know all of it i don't even know like half of it i don't even know a quarter of it right now like yeah. as i just start reaching new levels i start learning about all this other stuff mm -hmm. like um i compare it to like cars like, um, I, I, I love cars. Um, I don't, like, know a lot about them. I don't know why they do what they do. Yeah. I just like to look at them, and I like to know that they <laughs> go fast, right? Yeah. But as I'm, like, like um, leveling up and looking at new cars, it's like I start to see all these other ones. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, where I used to be like, oh, dude, the Lamborghini is the baddest fucking car ever. Now, all of a sudden, I learn about some of these other ones. I'm like, oh, damn. Well, after I get that, now I'm going to want the fucking Bugatti. And then after the, <laughs> and then, you know, it's like. yeah. Well, I have to give you your flowers, Tyson, because when we first met, when I first started like a freaking year ago, seeing your growth and everything and then you being on my podcast and now seeing where you are in your um, in your business and then in your spirituality and your fitness, it's it's all elevated. So congrats to you. I think that's oh, amazing. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. really, since, since we've met, it has been a lot. And like um, a lot has changed. And especially oh, yeah. like with the market and, you know, everything, it, it's been crazy. And then you spoke at the event. So it's like all new levels yeah yeah well here's the thing and, and something that that i i think that has been helpful for me with that is um i think you can look at how things are right now and so mm -hmm. if we like fast like or we rewind like a year a year ago um and i don't even remember like I, off the top of my head i can't even say what i was doing or where i was at but it's like a year ago I, I what i do know is i was thinking of where do i want to be and what kind of reality do i want to create for myself mm -hmm. and part of that was like Number one is, like, the way I look right now isn't it. Like, I had to 
visualize myself like it's like i literally thought exactly of the person that i wanted to be yeah and was like all right how do i get there and number one it was like okay that guy fucking does not like he's got this guy i am now is a little bit too squishy in certain places like the guy <laughs> i want to be isn't you know yeah and um number two is like what's he doing like I knew I always wanted to do things. I wanted to be, um, I say, like the man in the arena. So things like I wanted to be speaking on stage and I wanted to be in front of people and I wanted to be able to show people that they can do this too. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I need to start doing the things to get me there. And that started with like posting on social media and making content and things of that nature. And it was these little habits that I doubled down on and just stay consistent with. And it's like people really, um, something I say is that people vastly overestimate how much they can do in a year, and they underestimate how much they can do in five years. I so, agree. So I'm looking at five-year horizons, right? Mm -hmm. And it's looking from where I'm a year ago is I was thinking, okay, so I was like 23 years old. I was like, where am I going to be when I'm 28? Yeah. And it's crazy because now it's like when you're planning for that much ahead, it's all of these small little things compound so much more. Right. You know? No, I agree. Yeah, that's awesome that you have that vision. That's amazing. Very motivational. Well, here's the thing is finding that vision was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Was deciding of like being able to figure out and really because beforehand, look, I was still wholesaling. Like I was making good money. Like and I've always been like a really happy person. Like I had a good life by all means. But it was like one day I, I had to kind of like sit myself down and really think like, OK, like, motherfucker, look, we got one life. Like, what are we going to trade it for? Because you are every single day you're trading days. You're trading your life for something. Every minute counts. Yeah. And I am a big believer of that because, my gosh, I don't know if you've ever experienced something that has had you in a moment where you're like, oh, my God, like, this is so pivotal and so huge. But like, that's when you have the realization, like, oh, my God, like, every minute counts. Yeah. Like, we have to make really big decisions and be very conscious of what we do because every freaking minute counts. Everything does. Like, mm -hmm. you, your time here is short and it's limited. And one thing we know is everybody, your time is going to expire one day. Yeah. And we never know when it is, right? No. So it's like it could be tomorrow. It could be in five years, 20 years, 30. Who yeah. knows? Well, and keeping that close to you and keeping that thought close to you, which I think is really hard to do, and that yeah. comes with, you know, leveling up your consciousness and things like that, is understanding, the, you know, how finite this is. Yeah. And then being able to take advantage of all of it. 100%. And being able to walk a, every single day and just realize all the opportunity, all the different shit that's out there. And that, I mean, it's up to you. Like, you are in this game and you are pretty much able to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, just if you want something, go figure out how to do it. Like, you just look at the thing, and then you reverse engineer the daily steps you need to take, and, and you'll get there. Well, see, you say it so easily, but, like, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of people are so caught up in their, like, superficial reality that they yeah. don't see past that. They don't realize it. Yeah. So it, it, it takes, like, you have to break out of, you have to break out of the freaking, yes. um, what is it, the... The Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of that. I was like, you have to break out of the yeah. Matrix. Yeah. Well, I, it is. A, and here's here's the the biggest tip that I can tell people about when it comes to finding your vision of who you want to be and everything is the first thing you need to do is get rid of all these limiting beliefs you have. Because I had limiting beliefs in my head. I was like, dude, I don't really think like I'm not going to be able to be become the best wholesaler. Like I'm not going to be able to become like very influential and famous on social media. Or I'm not going to be able to to look like some of these guys are. They do all of these things. Like they're you know like uh, talking like physically. They're doing yeah. all of these things in the gym and then they have this dedication and they don't you know they cut out alcohol and all these different things. So I had these limited beliefs. I was like that I can't do it. Yeah, just or, negativity. Right, and then I I can't tell you how it was and i wish i honestly probably need to like meditate on the thought and figure out what it was but eventually and i think it was also like getting to like talk to some like higher level people and being exposed to them and, and be able to have conversation with them but eventually as i realized is like dude somebody is going to be the best wholesaler and there could be somebody i know yeah. like somebody is going to go get that body um somebody is going to you know put themselves out there and they're gonna they're gonna get um all the influence that they want on social media and these types of things and I had to realize, like, somebody's going to do it, and that person is just a person. Like, mm -hmm. why can't it be me? Yeah, we're literally all human. Yeah. We all have the same ability to achieve it. Yeah, I mean, like, you and I are no different than Jeff Bezos. Yeah. And, and, you know, all he did was he had a vision, and he worked relentlessly until he got there. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that people really, one, crush your limiting beliefs. You need to figure out exactly what the fuck you want to do, and then make that your goal, and don't half-ass it. Like, yeah. And I'm still, I'm breaking down limiting beliefs every single day. The other night, I was talking with my girlfriend, and we're talking about uh, the podcast and what, what I'm doing here and, and all of this. And I, I was thinking, like, 
I have, I've had a limiting belief since I started where I was like, oh, this is just something that I do for fun. Like, it's not ever going to be like a crazy big thing. Like you put a limitation on it. Yeah, where yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a hobby. Like, I don't want to. And then my girlfriend was like, no, fuck that. She was like, you need to knock Joe Rogan off number one. And, and my, my first instinct was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. But then I caught myself. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Who's that little bitch that's saying, oh, I can't do that? Yeah. Now I'm like, all right, fuck you, Joe Rogan. I'm, I'm coming for number one on Spotify. <laughs> and I realized, it's like, well, let's take a look. One, I love doing this. Mm -hmm. And, like, two, I have every other advantage that he has. Like, I can, I, like, why can't I? No, it's 100% true, and that goes for anything. You know, yeah. I think that's a perfect example for anybody that might be, you know, experiencing that limitation mindset. Um, apply that switch, and then, boom, you're, you're on the road to eventually meet that success if mm -hmm. you continue with determination yes mm -hmm. well the, i mean that's the thing is, is you have to be determined you have to be driven because you have to it's not like you're just going to think about it. it's not like i'm just going to lay in bed and sit with my girlfriend and say oh like i'm going to be i'm going to be the number one podcast and then all of a sudden by magic it's going to happen yeah you gotta but, put in the work yeah but i so once i have that i know the end result I know all the steps that I got to do to get there. I think everybody does. Like, I yeah. mean, you could take anybody. It's like, well, what do you got to do? Well, okay, you got to make better podcasts. You got to be more interesting. You got to network and get great guests. You got to, you know, build a, a nice setup in these things. And it's like, okay, once you know what to do, boom, all right, execute. It's applying it. Yes, applying, applying it. 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, so, um, Annette, um, one thing is is I really do want to advertise how badass she is, especially at moving deals here in Arizona. So if somebody, number one, has a deal and they're like, all right, I'm trying to move this. I'm trying to make some money. How are they going to reach out to you so that you can go sell that deal for them and, and make them a bunch of money? Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, uh, for anybody that is newer in the industry, um, wholesalers, investors, uh, realtors, I'm, I'm working with everybody here in Arizona. I have buyers um, and deals, of course. So any opportunity both in the Phoenix area, surrounding cities, and then Tucson, um, up north, you could reach me directly at 602-932-6167 or via email if that's what you prefer at deals at disposharks.com. Um, text is always best. I always tend to respond a lot faster. So give me a call. Give me a text. Uh, for any questions, too, I'm open. I'm always available except for like late at night. Some people call <laughs> and I'm like, OK, like I have to go to bed. Right. But, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I am definitely, I'm still learning. I'll be a hundred percent, but what I have learned this far, I am definitely willing to share. So I'm always, I'm always willing to do that. No guys, seriously. She's a fucking badass. Thank like, you. like I, I mean, I'm telling you the level of, of the way that you conduct yourself in business is it impresses the shit out of me. Like I remember I was, I was telling Blake, I was telling my dad, I was like, dude, Annette is on fucking her shit like all the time like i love this like and i was like I, this is something i need to be conscious of that we're doing making sure that we're always making shit happen thank you so so, much. so i know that, that if somebody sends a deal to you and it's a deal that you are going to do everything in your power and you're going to be on top of it to get that shit sold yeah 100 percent, guys honestly i really take like pride in in how hard working i am i'm on it um i'm here to make money mm -hmm. i think we we both are right we're here to make money I don't play any games. Um, I'll be very straightforward. And I think one thing that makes me stand out um, amongst like the other people in the, in, the, in the real estate realm is we have like a lot of end buyers, right? So we have like a niche in the Hispanic market that um, we've tapped into that has allowed us to sell really difficult deals. And I'd like to mention that because, um, you know, I know right now in this industry, it's always about like the 65% or buying it lower. If you have a deal that you've worked on, you know, shoot it my way. I always tend to sell those really hard deals. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, that, that's a really good point. I'm glad you said that because you guys are on top of that shit. Like there's things that yeah. I'm like, no, like that, that's not like, this is never going to work. And then you guys are and then putting we something it. together. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's a really excellent point. And then where can people find you on Instagram? Yes. Um, so I have Instagram at Annette Joe. So it's A-N-N-E-T-T-E-E -E -E, and then J-O-O. -O. Um, and that's really it. That's really yeah. You got some motivating it. shit on there. I, I, I love your Instagram. Thank you. you got good I stuff. appreciate it. I'm trying to like spice it up, you know, yeah. but uh, it's a mixture of, of course, you know, real estate. I love personal development, growth, positivity. Yeah. Uh, really big with fitness. So any motivation there, I love to apply it. And yeah. Good stuff. Well, hey, Annette, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, 
Guys, this has been episode 15 of The Rebellion. Um, we've got to learn from Annette and learn about her story and what she's doing now. Um, if you guys haven't already, take a moment to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, turn on post notifications to get updated when we put on new episodes. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music or any of those other platforms because you are a crazy psycho because who's listening to podcasts on anything besides Apple Music or Spotify, make sure to do whatever you can do on that platform to help the episode out, whether that's uh, to leave a review or to share it or whatever it may be. Um, and uh, the last thing I'm going to ask of you is that if you are, if you know, if you happen to know somebody who's maybe struggling because they want to get into real estate and they're not sure how, or maybe that they have limiting beliefs that are keeping them from experiencing the greatness that you know they're capable of, make sure to share this episode with them so that they can take a piece and they can start leveling up to be the person they need to be. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks. All right. Oh, my God, that was amazing. You oh did amazing. You know, oh. you have a crazy, like, like um, your voice and your...